So I'm not sure if you've ever had the experience of being with someone who's super excited about something that you're not really interested in. I mean, it could be anything. Like uh, when you hear, uh, I was going to use the example of um, brides talking about wedding dresses, but not, not even that would work. Uh, like, for example, I remember going along to the first hurling match, right? And these, these guys who I was with like, were just super big fans of hurling. So they knew everyone on the pitch just by the way they'd walk. Oh, that's Jerry Spillane, that's DJ Carey. Uh, just, by, just by the way they'd walk, you know what I mean? Because they all look identical, they're all wearing the same gear. Um, and they'd know like, the, the flicks, the, the, the wind direction, the sun coming from what side, who has an advantage. Um, the, the, all of the tricks and, and they'd be explaining oh, that, that was a good catch that was a good flick that was a good hook that was a good block and they'd point everything out and then you couldn't help but kind of kind of get into it you start learning you start getting the, a sense for the game and, and that kind of same excitement rubs off on you now as I say it doesn't, wouldn't really work for me no matter how much people would talk about handbags or wedding dresses I just don't I just really don't care uh, <laughs> work away <laughs> but, but for, there are certain things like if someone is really, really excited about something, it can, it can kind of convince you as well. And when I hear this reading from Romans 8, Romans 8 is one of my favorite chapters uh, of, of any book or letter in all of Scripture. I love this, but I love the enthusiasm of, of St. Paul. The spirit you received is not a spirit of slaves bringing you into fear, bringing fear into your lives again. It is the spirit of sons which makes us cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself in our spirit bear witness that we are children of God. And if we are children, then we are heirs as well, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, sharing his sufferings so as to share his glory. Just this kind of, this enthusiasm, this Abba Father kind of idea, I just absolutely love. And the way it's tied in with slavery. I was reading about uh, quotations about slavery today, because I just thought that this is an interesting theme here, the idea of slavery. I thought it might be good to delve into that a little. There's a, a famous uh, abolitionist, so born in the States, born into slavery uh, in 1822. Her name was uh, Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman, so uh, uh, what we would now call African-American, um, of African descent. She was, I'd say, born a slave down in Maryland and eventually managed to escape. And then they called her Moses because she was able to sneak back and free other slaves to get them across the, I suppose the, probably the Mason-Dixon line at the time, uh, and get them across to where, where they were free. So she, slay, she saved many, many slaves. But uh, she said, well, this one quotation which I read, I just found it a bit confusing almost. She said, I freed a thousand slaves. I could have freed a thousand more if only they knew they were slaves. Now again, for us, be fairly obvious that someone's a slave you know it's fairly obvious if someone's out there in cotton fields getting beaten and living in 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 awful uh, conditions and treating like worse than you treat uh, an animal yeah i think it'd be fairly obvious but she said i freed a thousand slaves i could have freed a thousand more if only they knew they were slaves harriet tubman and i was thinking about that and i thought you see because I, I was talking to someone else today and they said, you know, they're at home at the moment and, uh, and there are friends calling them. You know, they want to go out drinking, they want to go out maybe smoking weed or whatever these things that they do ordinarily are. So these, these options are there, okay? And I just find it really interesting that this, this, 
this tension between slavery and freedom is actually all over scripture because the Lord uses this idea of slavery and freedom for sin and, and blessedness. So like when they were in slavery in Egypt, that slavery in Egypt also becomes a metaphor for being, being stuck in sin. So when the people then are, the, the, they've been freed from slavery, they're wandering around the desert, they actually long for Egypt again. They want to go back to Egypt where they were slaves, but at least they had onions, at least they had garlic, at least they had flesh pots as, as they described them. Okay, so they want to go back to slavery because there it was, it was more familiar, maybe it was more comfortable. But do you not remember that you were slaves, so you were getting beaten, you were, you were not free. And this is so typical of, of today's world when it presents us uh, freedom. What it's doing in, in reality is presenting us with anything but freedom. Like for, for so many young people now who struggle with all sorts of addictions from the phone, which is an enormous addiction, even online gaming for some. And online gaming isn't even a problem only for young people. It goes right up to, to men in their 50s addicted to online gaming at night when, it, when the internet's faster because everyone's gone to bed. Uh, they can game away. You know, it's, it's, it, it just becomes an absolute addiction. When you look at uh, then the, the addiction to, to alcohol and, and drugs, and it promises you freedom. And they even say, look, it's such fun, it's all such crack, and uh, what could possibly go wrong? And yet, ultimately, it, it never, ever delivers. So it promises you freedom. It gives you this kind of temporary kind of elation and then you pay for it, though, because you end up far more depressed when you're hungover or when you're... We won't go into it. You know how it works. Uh, but, but it promises you freedom. It promises you freedom. So, so often, then, these people are actually in slavery, but don't realize it. You know, so if we come with our Christian message, then I guess I identify a little with... Harriet Tubman here, I freed a thousand slaves. I could have freed a thousand more if only they knew that they were slaves. So many people who are actually enslaved to their passions, uh, enslaved to their career, enslaved to uh, their physical appearance, will do everything and anything and pay everything and anything to look a certain way or be a certain way or have a certain wealth uh, or to satisfy certain uh, desires and they are absolutely a slave to it. Like the, the life is so much bigger and so much more important and, and our call to heaven is so much greater so, as in is, is, is of so, so much, a much greater importance than we could ever imagine and when we consider how much time how much of our effort, resources we put into our appearance, our career, our education um, our social life, our entertainment and how much of our time and effort, resources we put into investing in heaven so many of us, so many people, are slaves and don't know. They're slaves to, to their passions or to their entertainment and don't know. And they wonder why it never fully satisfies it. It's, as I said, to this temporary fun or relation or you, and then the slump afterwards. They wonder why. Why is it never enough? Why is it never actually fulfilling? Superficial relationships, all the, that, that kind of thing. Same kind of idea. Why is it never actually enough? 
St. Augustine's famous quote, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And that's, that's it. That's, that's at the heart of it. We're not called just to be slaves to our passions, but we're called to be sons of God, and sons then who call out with such great confidence, Abba. So it's translated Father, and I've said this often enough, and even I feel a bit awkward saying what I'm about to say, but the translation of Abba is not Father. The translation of Abba is Daddy. Dad. That's what it means. Papa. So, but they obviously, the biblical scholars, I'm not going to say Dada. I'm going to say Father. So they translated Father, but it's, it's Dad. It's what, it's what babies, children, call their dad. It's not what it's not what like the biological mother or father term. It's what children call their dad. So it's dad, dada. That's what we as sons and daughters, and how we're supposed to address God and call that out. And that's the, the freedom that we should have to call God our dad. And the same spirit and our spirit, our soul, bear witness that we are children of God. And if we are children, we are heirs as well. Hang on. Heirs of God. What does God own? Oh, yeah everything that exists so we're heirs heirs of all of that okay heirs of to everything that exists heirs of god and co-heirs with christ sharing his sufferings so that we might share his glory his glory which is eternal his glory which is in heaven his glory which is perfect we share that we're heirs to everything that he owns and, and that's what we're offered not like the you know rolling around in the mud kind of experience of life that we have down here which is actually slavery like the, the Lord sort of call us out of that like raise your gaze raise your gaze and look at what you're called to look at the dignity you have I want you to recognize that you're, you're children and, and if you wish you too can be heirs if you want it so we ask the Lord to, to heal us of any slavery that we have fallen into and say Harriet Tubman, that, that, that wonderful quotation. I freed a thousand slaves, I could have freed a thousand more if only they had known they were slaves. Lord, that you might free us from our slavery. That any, any addiction that has crept into our lives, Lord, that we might declare war on it. That we might really, with all our hearts and souls, fight it with your grace, with your power to boot. So we might overcome these things and experience the freedom of the children of God who cry out, Abba, Father. So dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this homily via YouTube, via our live stream, or via the various podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for, for being part of our extended family, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, if these have helped you in some way, if they have they've blessed you, if they've helped you uh, in your faith in some way, in order to uh, facilitate our mission and, and, and encourage our mission, allow our mission to continue, uh, you might consider uh, maybe donating towards a holy family mission, towards our formation of our young people here in uh, a place near Clonmel uh, in County Tipperary in, in Ireland. So if you wish, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and there's a donate tab there, and we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us. Obviously, we'd be delighted for your prayers as well. Please do pray for us. Uh, this is not just <coughs> a battle 
against flesh and blood, but also obviously we're engaged in a whole spiritual battle here as well. So we need your help uh, on the spiritual front as well as on the material front in order to, to allow our mission to continue. So thank you so much for your, for your generosity and for your support and be assured of our prayers, especially on Wednesday when we offer our mass and our prayers for all of our friends and benefactors. So God bless you and we'll hopefully see you or hear you uh, on a future podcast or homily. God bless.